Hey Logo Geeks, Ian Paget here and on this week's episode I wanted to do something a little bit different. It's a solo episode where I reflect on 2019, share some of my plans for 2020 as well as some tips to help you to plan for the new year ahead. But before we get into that, I want to thank FreshBooks, who has sponsored this episode. FreshBooks is a cloud-based accounting software designed for creative professionals like you that allows you to create branded invoices in as little as 30 seconds. And your clients can then pay directly from those invoices too, meaning that you'll get paid faster too. Right now, I'm offering listeners of the Logo Geek podcast a free 30-day trial of FreshBooks. No credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com forward slash Logo Geek and enter Logo Geek in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So we are nearly at the end of 2019. And since I'm aware that most of us will be reflecting on the year and planning ahead, I thought it worth putting together my first solo episode to share some of my big wins for 2019 and to discuss some of my plans for 2020 and to also share some of my own personal methods to help you plan to make the most of the new year ahead. So in 2019, I released almost three seasons of the Logo Geek podcast, 28 episodes in total. And uh, earlier this year, the podcast also hit over 150,000 all-time downloads, which is astonishing. And um, some of the individual new episodes also hit over a thousand downloads in the first day of release. As I started this podcast to, to help me overcome social anxiety, I've been amazed with the growth and success of the podcast. So I'm immensely thankful to you for taking the time to listen to this episode and any other previous episodes too. So thank you so much. In 2020, I'm proud to be saying that I'll be shifting from doing seasons and when I'll start committing to doing a weekly show. This is happening thanks to the support of FreshBooks. So thank you again to them for sponsoring the show. I, I really couldn't do this without them. So guys, if you can, make sure to go and check out FreshBooks by heading to freshbooks.com forward slash Logo Geek because this podcast would not be possible if it wasn't for their support. Throughout 2019, through Logo Geek, I also worked on over 20 identity design projects. Uh, this year, I worked hard to work with my clients to create not just the logo on its own, which is how I started out, uh, but to also design the supporting identity too. This has allowed me to increase the amount of income I generate per customer too. I've utilized some methods learned from Blair Enns, who's the author of Price and Creativity to help do this. Um, and I interviewed him back in season three. So if you want to listen to that episode with him, which I recommend doing if you're uh, wanting to use some uh, clever pricing strategies, head to logogeek.uk forward slash 3.3 to listen to that episode with Blair. Within Blair's book, he shares a photo of a stick on a white background. Uh, but since there's nothing to compare it with, you don't know if it's like two centimeters long or if it's two meters long or heck, if it's even bigger. You need something to compare it with in order to know the size of that stick. And 
people do that with pricing too. If you just offer one price, your potential customer will shop around so that they have something to compare it with. But if you provide your customer with options, they're less likely to shop around because they have something to compare it with. So if you offer three pricing tiers, one being an anchor, which is a high priced option, one being a low priced option, uh, totally stripped of features, and then a midpoint option that's somewhere in between the two of them. The anchor is not there to be purchased. It's there to make the middle option look more affordable. And uh, apparently fashion stores do this. They have a high priced option on, on display when you walk in so that you check the price and you'll see it's something like $100. So that when you walk in and you check something else, suddenly something like a $50 t-shirt suddenly seems more affordable, whilst in a lot of other stores, you might think that was quite expensive. And that, that's why they do that. It, it's an anchor and you could do that with... Um, any other type of service too. That's not to say that the anchor will not be purchased though. So you might get lucky. So if you do offer an, an anchor, make sure that is actually something that you can um, d deliver should, should they actually want to go ahead with that. So for me, my anchor is a full brand identity project, which includes colors, fonts, images, patterns, stationary designs, social media designs, and a comprehensive guidelines document so that they can uh, work with anyone to have a consistent identity. That high priced option can also be tailored too. So to add in things like packaging, leaflets, website, and so on. So basically that is my highest priced um, option when I work with clients at the beginning. In comparison, my lowest priced option is only a logo and it's got a fixed number of revisions. And at the end of the process, they will receive a comprehensive logo kit. And that's all they get. It looks quite basic when you see it next to the other options. The middle option is somewhere in between. So it's a logo and brand identity package, which includes a logo supporting assets such as a uh, business card and stationery, as well as a basic guidelines document. So as you can see, it's somewhere between the ridiculously high priced option and the cheap budget option. But I found by offering free options like that, it's allowed me to provide more value and increase my average order value in the process because I find most people go for that middle option. You know, when you see those three options on the page, uh, it makes the cheapest option look insufficient. And in comparison to the anchor, the middle option looks very affordable. So I found every single time I presented three options, my clients have always gone for that middle one, even though it's higher than what they said their budget was. I found doing this also sets the scene that I can also have with other areas of, of graphic design. So most of my clients always request additional items once everything's complete. So no matter what option they choose, um, if they've had a good experience with me, which they almost always do, they tend to want me to do something else, be that stationery or, you know, brochures or websites or whatever. You know, what I do is at the beginning, people come in to me, they can see that I can do logo design, but by doing this, I can offer additional things as well. So if you're in the same boat, maybe try it the same thing and hopefully you'll be able to increase the, the average order value.
From an educational perspective, back in October, I attended level one of Martin Niemeyer's branding masterclass, which allows me to call myself a certified brand specialist. Uh, for anyone not familiar with Marty, I interviewed him back in season two. Uh, so if you want to listen to that episode, just head to logogeek.uk forward slash 2.1. Now, this masterclass with Marty was a two-day in-person workshop taught by Marty himself, who's the author of some of my favorite books. Uh, we're talking The Brand Gap, Zag, and The Brand Flip, which are absolutely must-reads if you are interested in identity design or branding. Um, I've also just finished his latest book, which is called Scramble, and it's quite different to everything else he's done because this time it's more of a story. So um, if you loved his other books, I recommend reading that because it adds a lot more uh, detail to how you would do a strategy session with a client. I personally see Marty as the best in the business. So whilst the workshop was quite expensive, I'm looking at it as a long-term investment. Until now, I have no formal qualifications for graphic design or branding. So this has given me a lot more confidence to be assisting my clients with their brand strategy. And I will forever have the honor of being able to tell people that I was taught by Marty Niemeyer, who is an idol of mine. So that's made it totally worth it for me. The content of the workshop was primarily based on The Brand Gap, a book I read and enjoyed a few years back. So most of the content discussed in the session was somewhat of a refresher for me. Uh, but since it involved team activities where we uh, work together to disrupt different industries as a group, there were so many moments where uh, concepts described in the book suddenly made so much more sense. So it was an incredible two days and it was definitely a, a highlight of the year for me. The two day session ended with a 30 minute exam and it's the first exam I've needed to do since uh, leaving school and <laughs> honestly I've never felt so stressed with anything. As a kid I, I wasn't too bothered if I passed or failed my exams. Obviously I wanted to pass but it wasn't too much of a big deal for me if I failed. But doing something like this as an adult, I didn't want to fail. <laughs> I mean, I just invested quite a lot of money uh, to doing this and I didn't want to look like a fool to everyone else. But thankfully, I passed and uh, I come away with uh, these certifications. So in uh, 2020, I've now also booked myself in for level two. Uh, there's five in total, but doing level two will allow me to call myself a certified brand strategist and I'm really looking forward to that. For anyone listening that's interested in attending Marty's class, they have level one booked in for 2020 again uh, with tickets still available for both Philly and London, both of which are happening in April. So if you are interested in purchasing tickets, you can purchase them by heading to logogeek.uk forward slash Philly or logogeek.uk forward slash London. Both of these are affiliate links. So if you do purchase the tickets via those links, you'll be helping to support the Logogeek podcast at no extra cost to you. Like I said, it was something that I really enjoyed. So if you are considering doing it, I personally highly recommend it. 
A couple of years back, uh, a lot of you will be aware that I set up the Logo Geek community on Facebook, which is a free community that's now grown to over 7,500 members and is incredibly active. Uh, There's definitely a demand in the design space for communities like this. But one thing that I find with Facebook groups, the Logo Geek community in particular, is that it's become so large that it's hard to genuinely get to know everybody in the group. It's it's near impossible. So I work to find a solution to this, uh, so to add more value team members and to create a, a better experience for those that want it. So um, earlier this year, I started a project called Logo Geek Plus, which is a private premium community away from the distractions of social media, where I host group video calls every two weeks. This allows us all to get to know each other properly and it's also been an incredible way to get help and support from others who are building their own design business. On top of the Hangouts, we've also had a number of guests join us on video calls, including David Airy, who's uh, been an idol of mine for years, and he was able to share some of his personal process from a recent project and also answer some questions too. Uh, We've also worked through an activity as a group, which was a charity project. And rather than just giving a brief and expecting logos at the end of it I actually break the challenge down into stages so the first stage was idea generation which was uh, absolutely fascinating as it gave you an insight into how everybody thinks and uh, would approach a project and uh, that in itself gave all of us more ideas for the project not just for the project itself but for our own design process too. It was an absolutely fascinating activity to be doing and I've not seen that anywhere else. So it was a lot of value for everybody that was involved in that. All of the sessions are recorded. So if you ever want to join, you can always watch back to any of the previous Hangouts or guest sessions. If you're keen to be part of Logo Geek Plus, just head to community.logogeek.uk. Another thing I worked on in 2019 was a collection of free ebooks called the Logo Designers Box Set that's designed to help uh, people through the logo design process from knowing what tools to use to how to create a brief, how to come up with ideas, how to present work, what files to provide and how to find clients. It, it took a number of weeks to put all of this together and I did it primarily to help me to build my email list back up again, uh, which I use to notify people when I release a new podcast episode or have any exciting news to share with you guys. So um, since launching that back in July, the ebooks have been downloaded over 5,600 times. So if you've not already seen it, make sure to go and check out the Logo Designers box set, which is totally free to download. And you can find it just by heading to boxset.logogeek.uk. Doing this box set and the support I received, it's inspired me to really push forward with my plan to write a book in 2020. But it's not just going to be one book. I want to do a whole series of Logo Geek books. So a major plan for 2020 for me will be to get the first book finished and published. So watch this space in the next 12 months that will be happening.
Um, for a number of years, I've been a huge fan of the Honest Designers podcast. It's a show I try to listen to every week. So can you imagine how excited I was when I was asked to be a guest? Not only was I a guest on the show in 2019, but I was also a guest in their community too. So as a fan, I was very honored to be invited and uh, I'll be sure to share those in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to see that, head to logageek.uk forward slash 6.8. These were both video interviews, which for me in itself was a big deal. Uh, for a long time, I've not felt comfortable at all to have um, a group video call, even with friends or family, let alone thousands of people watching. But now, uh, thanks to um, doing a, a few more interviews similar to this and also doing the live videos in the plus group i'm feeling a lot more comfortable uh talking to a camera i still don't like watching them back but to know people get value from those interviews uh, for me it makes it worth doing since doing that i've also purchased a proper camera for myself i have a tripod and i have lighting too so expect more video content from me in 2020 and if I get time for it, maybe I'll create a training course based on the book I write. So watch this space for that too. Also in 2019, I was incredibly excited to get a few of my logos featured in Logo Lounge Book 11. It's so cool to see your designs in a book. So thank you to Bill and the team over at Logo Lounge for allowing me to be part of that. And I would say one of the biggest things that happened for me in 2019... Uh, in fact, maybe it's one of the biggest and most important thing that's happened in in my life in the past decade. Uh, I became a father. My little daughter, Evie, is now seven and a half months old. And we had the best Christmas with her because she's been playing with uh, loads of new toys. And it's been so much fun. Uh, it took a lot of hard work and planning leading up to paternity leave so I could actually take time off. And uh, it's been challenging at times through the year trying to juggle everything and, you know, not getting enough sleep. But every day has little special moments that just makes it worth it. And and it's been uh, one of the best and most special things that's ever happened in my life. I really love being a dad and I'm excited to uh, watch Evie grow up. And, and who knows, maybe she'll be a host on this podcast when she gets a little bit older. It'd be fun to get her on. Now, I briefly mentioned my 2020 goals throughout this episode so far, but in summary, here's what I plan to do in 2020. So I'm going to do a weekly podcast episode. I'm going to write my first book and create a supporting course. I'm going to grow the Logo Geek Plus group. I'm going to attend the Masterclass 2 from Martin Umar so that I become a certified brand strategist. And a big thing that I want to do is also start to separate the Logo Geek website and my client work because I feel it's become a little bit muddy having both on there and having a different target audience for my content. So doing that will allow me to have a lot more clarity with the uh, blog content I put together and my messaging too. So there's going to be a lot of changes over the next 12 months. 
Now, I need you guys to help keep me accountable, um, but I have come up with a few ways to make sure that I make my goals happen, uh, which you can hopefully apply to your business too. But before I dive into that, here is a little bit more about the sponsor of this episode, FreshBooks. As creatives, we like to spend our time creating clever ideas that give value to our clients. But a lot of us spend way too much time running our business, doing things like creating invoices, chasing payments and logging all of our expenses. And that's actually where FreshBooks can help. It's an accounting software designed specifically for creative professionals like you that's so easy to use, you'll save hours each week on all of the time-consuming admin that you're doing. And that means that you have more time to focus on designing logos and brand identities. Time-saving features in FreshBooks includes creating and sending branded invoices in about 30 seconds. You can set up credit card payments right from your invoices, meaning that your clients can pay faster. And when tax time rolls around, you'll also be able to export tidy reports for expenses, invoice details, and sales tax to make working with an accountant really simple. Right now, I'm offering listeners of the Logo Geek podcast a free 30-day trial of FreshBooks, no credit card required. Just head to freshbooks.com forward slash Logo Geek and enter Logo Geek in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So now I want to spend the rest of this podcast talking about a few methods that I use uh, for planning. So the first place I always like to start and recommend doing is to know where you'd like to be long term. That would mean that you don't need to do New Year's resolutions or anything like that because you know from now on what your long term goals are and what you need to do in order to achieve those. So personally, I found it beneficial to create a vision board. I did this for myself a few years back and to help do this, I, I purchased a big cork uh, notice board so that I can pin things on and then I started to add on images of where I wanted my life to be and I've included things like the type of work I wanted to work on places I want to go on holiday the type of place I would like to live the things I like to wear the type of lifestyle I like to have my level of income basically anything that will help you picture Uh, what your life looks like. And I found doing this, it gives you a lot of clarity on what you really want. I found after doing one of these myself that helped me to make some really major life choices. For example, I put on my board that I wanted to own a house. And at the time I was living just outside of London. And realistically, unless I suddenly drastically increased my income, buying a house in that area was an impossible dream. So when I got to a stage in my life where I wanted to make some personal changes, I actually relocated to the Manchester area where I could afford to buy a place of my own. And that also worked out cheaper to what I was paying for rent at the time. And that meant I could afford to travel to the places I wanted to go to on my board too. It also helped me to provide clarity on the type of work that I wanted to work on. And at that time, it was brand identity projects with packaging design. At that time, I was just working on mostly uh, web design projects. So I'm happy to say that over the last 12 months, I've uh, now worked on two fairly large brand identity projects that have included 
packaging. And one of those so far has actually been sold in Walmart in the States. So um, I'm hoping that by sharing those in my portfolio, I would get more projects of that type in the new year and beyond. So I'm incredibly excited by that. I know without having that level of clarity a few years back, I really wouldn't be where I am now. And I found having that pinboard up in my bedroom gave me a reminder every day of what my real priorities was in life. And it gave me the, the inspiration I needed to keep pushing and working daily to ensure that I did reach the dream life that I always wanted. It's worth noting that the vision board can change and adapt as you progress. So if there's anything on there that you're not quite sure about, you can swap out images and it will allow you to keep working towards your dream. Just make sure that it's big as as I truly believe that if you know where you want to go in life, you'll get there as you'll remain on that same path until you reach the life that you want. I would say the vision of my future is the reason why I do a lot of what I do. It's why I do my podcast, it's why I have a community, why I live where I am, why I now have a family, why I travel to the places I want to go to, why I'm now planning to write a book, why I want to do training courses, and why I've been happy to invest quite highly in the best training that I have access to. I know where I want to be and I know I reach where I want to be because I'm dedicated to it. And I know that if you work on a vision board, you'll also have the same level of success too because you just take action and work towards reaching uh, those goals. One of my favorite books is The The One Thing. It tells you to picture your long-term vision, then to picture where you need to be in five years to be on that path. Once you've done that, you can then break that down into yearly jumps. Then you can break those years down into months, then weeks, then days, then hours, down to what you do right now, this very moment. So what do you need to know to reach your goals? What one thing will get you to that next step? I love this approach as it, it turns dreams into actions. And if you make a step each and every day towards your goals, you will reach them. You'll reach those by actually taking action and doing the things that you need to do to get to where you want to be. Action means you'll get things done. Um, By getting things done, you will definitely reach the life that you want. A big thing that I've also done in the last 12 months is to become part of a mastermind group. Uh, This is a group of entrepreneurs that I met at networking events. Uh, We all do different things. I'm the only graphic designer in the group, but there's enough of an overlap that we can support and help each other. You know, we can provide uh, clarity and we can provide accountability too. We had our end of year meetup and throughout the session, I discussed my plans for the year and the team encouraged me to work at my quarter one goals. And the big thing I realized was that my plan for the year at that point wasn't actually achievable. I was simply trying to do too much. But now my quarter plan is not only achievable, but I've gone as far as creating a spreadsheet with dates, listing out exactly what I need to do on specific days to reach my goals. That means by the end of quarter one, by the end of March 2020, I will have a first draft of my book 
and I would have released 12 podcast episodes in 2020. It's not just a goal, it's actually a plan and it's achievable. And the first time um, I'm actually going to do the thing I promised myself that I would do for years, write a book, a book about logo design, which is the thing I spent the last eight years of my life studying and mastering. So I'm really keen to get that all documented and down in a book. And I'm doing that mainly for me, but obviously if anyone did want to eventually purchase that to learn from my uh, personal lessons, obviously they'll be able to purchase that once it's finished. So when you work out your personal goals for the year, make sure to be realistic. And I like SMART goals. So they are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time based. That's what I've been able to do this year with my quarter one goals and the reason why I know that I'll actually do it this time. Another useful thing I suggest to do in the new year if you don't already do this is to start forming useful habits that will allow you to reach your long-term goals. For me, one of my plans has been to build a community of logo designers, which I've done. That means that I need to work to grow my following proactively. For the past eight years, I've made it a habit that every morning when I have my breakfast, I will post on social media. It's just something I do without even thinking, just in the same way I would say brush my teeth each morning. Posting on social media is just part of my day. Those few minutes each day make very little impact short, short term, but doing it every single day for years means that I now have a large social media following and it means that I'm working on and building the community for logo designers that I've always dreamed of. And that's all the result of small, simple daily habits, small things that really make a massive impact long term if you keep doing it daily. So think to yourself, what small thing can you do each day to help you reach your goals? Could it be, say, writing for 10 minutes each day? Could it be reading a page of a book? Could it be working through a tutorial each day? Could it be doing a, a sketch each day to improve your skills? You know, ha have a think. Just make sure that it all helps you work towards your long-term vision. Just before I wrap up this episode, I want to share something from a post I spotted on social media today um, that's relevant for the new year. So it was five things and I'm going to expand on each one. And these are things that you need to give up in 2020. So firstly, give up overthinking. If you know your long-term goal, just take action. The sheer act of doing is greater than the act of thinking. Number two, give up fearing change. If you want to reach your goals, you'll likely need to make changes and change is good. And, you know, if you want to achieve your goals, nothing will happen if you don't make the changes that are needed. Number three, give up living in the past. If like me, you probably had things happen in your life that might pull you down if you go back to them. Let those things go. You can control your future. So take the bull by the horns and work daily, like I mentioned, to start to live the life that you dream of living. Number four, give up negative self-talk. I spent years putting myself down, feeling not good enough. 
But what good is that to you or anyone else? If there's something you don't like about yourself or your situation, work to change it. You can do it if you focus on your goals and take daily actions like I described in this episode. And lastly, give up trying to please everyone. Doing that doesn't make anyone happy. You know, focus on you and the people that matter to you the most. That way you make the people that matter happy. And most importantly, you'll hopefully make yourself happy too. So if you're keen to chat and discuss your goals for 2020 with myself and over 7,500 logo designers from around the world, join the Logo Geek community on Facebook. It's totally free to join and to find it, just head to logogeek.uk forward slash community. Or if you're looking for a place to discuss your goals and plans with me and a group of driven designers from around the world in video calls, join Logo Geek Plus and you can find that just by heading to community.logogeek.uk. Show notes for this episode, along with a transcription, can be found by heading to logogeek.uk forward slash 6.8. So that is it for this episode. Hopefully you found it helpful for planning your own goals for 2020 and beyond. Um, I've been a little bit nervous about doing a solo episode for a long time. So if you found it useful, do let me know and I'll try to do more episodes like this in the new year. Or if you don't think it's that good, let me know too and I'll just keep doing interviews like a happy. Just before ending throughout the year, I've had a few people that have asked me how they can help support the podcast and community. And I've now set something up so that you can now buy me a drink. All you need to do is head to co-fi.com forward slash logageek and that's ko-fi.com forward slash logageek alternatively you can write a review on itunes any support you give is greatly appreciated so thank you so much if you're able to do either of those things so that is it for me for 2019. I wish you and your family all the best for the new year ahead. Thank you so much for supporting me and the Logo Geek podcast throughout the last 12 months. I'm incredibly thankful to you for listening and look forward to being with you again for a weekly show in the new year. So I'll be back the same time next week for another exciting episode of the Logo Geek podcast.